0: We're very thankful today to be joined by Ed Welch. He is a faculty member with the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, and he is also a licensed a licensed psychologist. Ed, thank you so much for your time.
1: Well, thank you for your hospitality.
0: Well, I wanted to have you on today because I understand that you have been involved with the Life Council Bible, the creation of it, and I want to talk to you about that. We want to talk to you about uh, Christian Counseling, Uh, I you know I gave a little bit of a background on who you are, but why don't you uh, introduce yourself to us and tell us uh, who you are beyond what I was able to mention just a moment ago?
1: Okay, I I think simply put, I've been I've been doing this for decades. My the basic question of my work, I would imagine, is a question that anybody would want to have. The question is, how do the daily problems of life how how does the Lord, through Scripture, speak meaningfully and deeply to those problems of life? So that's that's basically my job. I work as a counselor. I work as an educator. and work as and do work as a writer, and, and it's who could ask for something better? Well, maybe you you would say, Will, that you you can do something better in the radio work that you do, which is which is great. Uh, but that question how does how does the Lord speak meaningfully to, meaningfully to the struggles of life that's it's really been the core of my work since I began
0: well that's a that's a great way to frame it and uh, we'll explore that I want to begin by just addressing something that is uh, almost a cliche question but it has to be discussed I think and that's that there remains a Stigma, I think, particularly for men about uh, seeking counseling or mental health uh, treatment. Um, you know, even to some extent, uh, there's a st- stigma around even going to just a, a doctor for, you know, a physical ailment, you know. Um, and, 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 and so, uh, Ed, uh, talk to us about, you know, perhaps why that exists and why that hinders people from um, really. You know, getting that connection to the Lord and, and following God's will. Yeah, you are
1: you are picking on men, and rightly so. Uh, I work as a counselor, and, and so as a result, every day I think of to be a human being means that we need help. That's that's how we were created to be. We don't have all the gifts in ourselves. You know, the Lord has created created to be obviously dependent on Him uses people uh, with whom we're dependent, uh, we're, we're an interdependent people, uh, and we need help every day. So that's just a plain old given. Uh, nobody can argue with that. Um, uh, the, the I'll be more personal. I know those things. I think about them all the time. And when I'm with my small group, um, we meet you know, usually once a week. I am the last one to give prayer requests. And I can say it's because hey, sometimes there haven't been, hasn't been time. But my small group knows that it is hard for me to be needy and to ask for help from those around me. Why is that? It's it's just plain silliness. But I suspect it's there's a certain pride there. To I want people to have some sense that I have it together, that I can deal with my own problems. Uh, and that, there's something just cockeyed about that. Where to be a human being is, well, to be a person of faith is essentially saying, Jesus, help me. Today, I need help. And if we're able to speak Jesus help, then it's a whole lot easier to say it to other people. Simple question. Hey, would you pray for me for this? If we are not, as men and women, if we are not asking for help or asking for, for prayer from other people, chances are we are not asking Jesus himself for help. So you're raising it a real important matter, and what am I saying? At least for me, it's my own pride that I think gets in the way. I would like to project an image of strength and competence.
0: You know, something else that I think is interesting about Christian counseling, obviously it's uh, biblically based, but I presume that there are a lot of Christians who don't think about going to a Christian counselor, and so— why uh, and perhaps that's because they say to themselves, "Well, I, if I need Christian counseling, I'll just go talk to my pastor." So, uh, how are those things different?
1: Well, that's yeah, that's a, I think that's an important question. My my first thought, giving the question, is well, then go to your pastor. <laughs> then, then go to your pastor for for help and ask him to help. Allow that to be sort of a natural and first line of help for you i suspect a lot of us however uh it's not that we would rather go to our pastor for help rather than the professional counselor it's that we we simply are reluctant to go to anybody so so i I appreciate the way you put it let's do this uh, when we need help Uh, if if we have a pastor to go to the pastor and say pastor here's where i need help there's something that is so wise and so good about this pastor. Here's a way you could pray for me. In some ways, I think the, the difference between biblical counseling and Christian counseling and pastoral care is the amount of time we're willing to give it. For example, I, I function as, as an active elder in my church, but it's hard for me to find time to meet regularly with someone doing pastoral care. I find with counseling is is counseling at least has that regularity. Tuesday at three, we're going to get together. <laughs> Tuesday and three, that hour is all ours. We will meet then. So in some ways, it n- might not be the expertise of a counselor; it's the the time the counselor has. So uh, it's you know, some counselors are better than others, of course, but it's it's probably more the regularity. And in dealing with things that can sometimes, I think, be the benefit of counseling.
0: Mr. Ed Welch is with us today. He's a faculty member with the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. He's also a licensed psychologist. Ed, tell us what is the Life Counsel Bible.
1: Life Counsel Bible is is a it's a Bible that is the, the the Christian Standard version, which I think is very accessible standard uh, version of scripture i i tend to use different versions in in my own just feeding from scripture the one i use with my children and my grandchildren the most is this particular version because it's very accessible the language is, is very natural the the life counsel part of it is is throughout the scripture there there are over 150 short articles that are positioned in 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 suitable places that basically address the question how does scripture deal with this particular problem Um, uh, romans chapter one there's an article on homosexuality how do we speak to parents how do we speak to a person who is wrestling with these things what is wise a loving pastoral care. There's articles in depression, there's articles on fear, there's articles in anger, <clears throat> there's articles on anger with angry anger with children, how to help children. It's you know the 150 of these articles and sometimes well I, I found myself cheating. Uh, I, I obviously didn't write 150. I wrote a handful of them. but every once in a while I'll go to the index and I'll'll <laughs> look through the index and see all the problems that are identified. And the first thing I'm thinking is wow. Scripture speaks to all kinds of problems in living, so I find myself encouraged with that. But then I will sometimes just sort of grab one. Uh, Here's the problem of the day that I would like to be able to think about. So that's a bit cheating to, rather than find the article as it appears as we go through Scripture, to sneak into the text and find it. But I find, in short, that the Life Council Bible reminds us that he this ancient text and... And it's an ancient text that speaks to the struggle that we have this morning. That's, that's the message that I appreciate from you.
0: And And where can people uh, get an access to or buy a copy of the Life Council Bible?
1: I have absolutely no idea. I, I assume when, when I'm looking for things, I usually get them off of Amazon. I imagine that's one place to get it. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, will, as you can imagine, having having written some of these things, I was given the Life Council Bible from the publisher. <laughs> Unfortunately, your uh, your folks out there won't be able to get it that way, but I, I think Amazon
0: probably has it. Well, well, it'll be an easy enough uh, question to answer, and we will do that research and pass that information along. Um, and one of the things that you know I think about is that. Uh, Throughout the, the years, I'm sure that you have had memorable experiences with people who have come and, and sought your, your counsel. And obviously, um, you know, you don't want to say any names or anything like that. But is there, is there any specific experience or person that stands out in your memory who was uh, dealing with a particularly challenging time and you were able to help them through counseling?
1: Mm. Uh, well, can, that's a great question. I can think of so many different faces. I, you know, the question, was I helpful? What, what I find, Will, is that I, I am part of this larger body of Christ to care for this person. If I am the only person who is helping the, uh, the person that I'm seeing, I tend to find change and growth happens very slowly. But if I am part of a community where where I am involved, there is a pastor involved, there is a friend involved, there's a small group involved, there's... There is a parent involved. So there, there are other people who know the person and are praying with and for the person. That's when I, f- I find myself part of this dynamic process of change, and we see the Spirit of God doing things that we weren't anticipating. So so I can think of lots of faces, but those people who grew dramatically in the way that was evident to others, they inevitably had a team of people, sometimes the team would be one or two people, but they inevitably had another one or two people they could go to and say, can you pray for this? I think that was the key. That's not to diminish my own care for other people, but it's just, I think it's the way God works. He, he tends to, he tends to work through professionals, but he really likes to work through regular old people in the course of everyday life with with our with our love and our concern and and prayers, it can sometimes feel very weak. It pleases the Lord to work through the larger body of Christ. So yes, indeed, I can see people who have grown, and they and the growth is especially evident in that they continue to depend on Jesus and turn to Him quickly in the, in the midst of the struggles of life. And in some ways, I think that's probably the most evident growth. It's not that they don't have any problems anymore, because we know enough about problems. If You have one, and it, it's we deal with it. Well, you're going to have another one tomorrow. If you have one, and you deal with it, well, it's still going to have wrinkles and evidences another year from now. So we know that Scripture does not promise that we are going to be problem-free, but we do. We become more skilled at turning to Christ increasingly quickly in the midst of our struggles. That's I think that is probably the the standard that we're aiming for as we grow in Christ.
0: And as a psychologist, uh, I would like to know your opinion about how the rise of social media has had an impact on mental health, broadly speaking.
1: Uh, Will, I hate to sound like a broken record. I'm sure you and many other people have spoken about these things. It's it's, uh, it's poisonous. That's what I've seen. I can remember reading an a article from a secular professional person who had no Christian interest. And the person said, "When especially when teens and 20s, when they go on social media, when they come off it, they never feel better. <laughs> they never feel better. They, they, they either engage in sort of culture wars and extreme language, uh, or they they compare themselves to other people who seem to have more likes and, and more more fame, more renown than themselves. I, I, I just do not find any, finding anybody being encouraged and doing better after social media. Uh, I find that it is it is increasingly poisonous in people's lives, and anxiety tends to be one of the most prominent ways. Difficulties of social media emerges in most lives.
0: Well, I have two uh, two and a half year old twins, boys, and um, you know it's a world that's just so full of screens, and I try my very best to uh, you know make the screen time that they do have uh, productive. When it comes to you know being faith based shows, and certainly not yeah. anything that I feel like would be. Uh, poisonous in a sense, but at the same time, it's a real sticky wicket to get through for parents to figure out how to uh, introduce your children to technology in an appropriate way because the world is so full of it, you don't want them to be um, sort of uh, ignorant in in the ability to interface with it, but at the same time, uh, so much of it is poisonous as you uh, pointed out.
1: Yeah, and... Yeah, I encounter those things. My, my daughters are a little bit older right now, so so social media was only just beginning. It certainly did not consume the sheer amount of hours that it does right now. I find with my own grandchildren, I, I am limited in what I'm able to do and even their parents are limited in what they're able to do because if they don't have a phone that's live, they have a child, the, the friend's phone that is alive and they can do whatever work. That on a friends' phone, uh, so what do we do? We, uh, we at least do two things. One is we want to learn how to have meaningful conversations with with children who who don't quite know how to do conversations. So I find that my wife and I are much more interested with our grandchildren. How can in, in, in a dinner table to. To, to teach each other, How? Do, why are we doing this? And, and what does it mean to have a conversation? It's an expression of love and hospitality. The word I used even with you bringing me on here, it's, it's a version of hospitality. So conversations are part of it. Um, the other is, how can, how can we find, I'm thinking of what, Psalm 62, how can we find that life exists in God alone? That's what Scripture insists on. Life is not going to be found in creation. Life is found in the Creator. And how can that particular theme be 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 apparent and even prominent in our conversations with our children? Those are the two things that we're aiming for. This, the the ways we, we we deal with social media, we'll all have our own strategies with that. But but the counter to social media, God alone, and how we have good conversations with our kids. That's yeah, I we think that most of us would agree that those are things we want to be
0: doing. Ed Welch has been our guest today. He is a faculty member with the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. He is a licensed psychologist and a contributor to the new Life Council Bible. We encourage people to go online and give that a review and consider it for an addition to your personal library um mr welch i'll give you the final word if there's anything i didn't ask about that you uh feel like is important to pass along
1: i know well it's been a helpful conversation i appreciate it and 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 this is to me this is a a good conversation these are the kinds of things we hope happen happen more and more in the context of our churches
0: mr ed welch is our guest today ed have a great day thanks so much Will.